It's time to start unpacking with a brand new episode of the B Word Unpacked, hosted by the ladies of Good Stock Consulting, Kelly Kim and Ebony. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the B Word Unpacked with Good Stock Consulting. Kelly here, and I am so, so, so here for the topic today, which is Black excellence. Now, Kim gonna clown me, but I I, I researched and I looked Of up. course she did. Of course you she know, did. Y'all know that. Mm-hmm. The definition of Black excellence. Oh, God. And it's defined <laughs> as someone that is Black that portrays great qualities and abilities that make the Black community proud. I said, what's Why this? What's this? Why, are Why we... do we need to Google that? Listen, you know she was an English major. I want the specificity. <laughs> I want it all. So now here's the thing, y'all. We, we know that as a people, we have been and continue to be excellent in countless ways. And while the term speaks to so many of the things that our people have accomplished, knocked out the park, slayed, there's also a burden associated with that term that I want us to unpack and explore a little bit further today. But before we dive into all things Black excellence, let's do a quick lightning round. Lightning round. Let's share with our viewers, listeners, however you are consuming this content, in your opinion, who has recently embodied Black excellence? And Kim, I'm going to kick it off to you. Get us started. Hmm. So the person I chose only because I know, you know, we, we all have a pretty shared girl crush, Black girl crush right now. But I wanted to pick somebody that I've heard about over the past few years that um, doesn't get a whole lot of shine, but she does a whole lot of work behind the scenes. So it's Bozama St. John. I think she might be um, Nigerian, but she is an American, um, 44 years old. She's the chief marketing officer at Netflix, making her the first black C-suite executive at the company since I think she was hired back in June 2020. Um, Now, I first saw her on the stage of an Apple presentation. I think they had redone the whole iTunes platform. The outfits. The outfits, the hair, the skin, the uh, it's like she came on the stage just so black, like in everything. And she was so confident and and happy. And you should have seen her on the stage at a tech company looking like she should have been on the stage of a concert (laughs) and making all the nerds feel so uncomfortable. But they were so engaged. And I just loved everything about her and her energy. In fact, they give her praise. She used to work for PepsiCo outside of Mm -hmm. Apple. And they give her praise for bringing on endorsement deals like with celebrities like Beyonce, Kanye West, Nicki Minaj, even Michael Jackson. So she has great reach behind the scenes. And I always admire those people, those producers that make the thing happen, um, even though we only typically get to see the talent, right? Right. Yep. Shout out to Miss St. John. You better work, honey. And the name, the name. Yes. Isn't it good? It's powerful. It's powerful. And she is, if you ever see a picture of her, her energy herself her persona is just she lives it's all loud. of that i love it yeah yeah, yeah. look Snaps. I have to go with in this in the middle of this pandemic i'm gonna have to give credit where credit is due to the young queen dr uh-huh. Ismia. yeah correct mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. So 34 years old crushing the game i mean think about it if you were 34 years old and credited with i don't know creation of a vaccine that's helping to end a pandemic. A- yeah. <laughs> Where do you go yes. from there? Yeah. Yes. Do you that's go? that's a high bar. That's you a go high home. bar. Okay. You go home. 
So, so yeah, I got to give her all the credit right now. And mm-hmm. thing is, if you ever follow her on social media, um, she is so she is thirty four and completely down to earth. Like just the other day, she was like, "Y'all gotta let me know when you call me for interviews if I need to put on foundation because I thought this was just audio." And I'm, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but to have that type of, and I feel like to have that type of um, presence, especially in a pandemic when we're talking about distrust of vaccines, to have a black face on there to say, "Hey, mm-hmm. it's huge." This is me, right? So, um, so yeah. So shout out to Dr. Corbett. Yes, for us, us. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good one, Ab. That's a good one. That's a good one. The the shout out I've got to give is to Amanda Gorman. You know, the youngest inaugural U.S. poet ever, award winner, cum laude graduate of Harvard. I mean, y'all. When she walked out into the open when she walked out and approached the podium looking like a princess princess. princess. I thought she was a baby I mean y'all I thought she was a teenager it just that face just the innocence the yellow coat the red Mm -hmm. headband but Mm -hmm. even as she approached I was like oh no she's about to deliver something Uh and did she ever y'all her delivery of the hill we climb it was a masterpiece. It, it was, was masterful. The tone, the cadence of her voice, the the way she moved them, the those hands, hands and those arms. Listen. I mean, like it was. I no thought it was sign language. Yeah, I was it just like, been. well, you know, Lord. It, it very well may have been because you know she had a um a speech impediment. She sure did. She said the way that she overcame her speech impediment was through song and singing and and the art of. Just movement, you know. I I don't. I can't say as to whether or not that was sign language. I I don't think that was sign language. I just think that was just beautiful. It was like interpretive dance. I mean, she just was feeling it, and I gotta say, it took my breath away. And the sheer fact that she had on like earrings from Oprah, you know, hugs from Mm -hmm. Michelle and Barack. I mean, the 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 woman took it to the next level. So super proud of you, Amanda Mm -hmm. Gorman. It was beautiful. You slayed at the Super Bowl, and well, you're just you're just doing the damn thing. So. What's your favorite quote? Y'all remember? There was my favorite quote that was was, leave behind a country better than the one we are left. And Mm. I I think that just speaks to what she feels and what her generation feels, but then also why we do what we do. I mean, isn't that at the end of the day why we're doing what we do? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It should be. I loved it. She said, if we merge... If we merge mercy with might and might mm-hmm. with right, then love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright. That Girl. thing. It still gives me chills. Absolutely. I was absolutely crying. I was like, who yes. yeah. thinks of that? Snot nose crying. Yep. It, it, it was beautiful. And I don't know if this is the colorist in me, but I get very excited when I see dark skinned girls like <laughs> representing. Like, I get. It's a different level of pride yeah. because I feel like I literally see myself. So whenever I see chocolate babies, whenever I see chocolate women, like like living out loud and doing the thing, I'm like, damn right, yes. girl. Damn right. And that she stage was filled with them because Michelle yes. Obama walked out like she was. Listen, listen. She I owned that. I mean, she killed it. it. She dropped she the mic. It. She might as well have walked like, in, picked up the mic and threw it on the ground. The belt, y'all, the, the belt, belt, the pants. Y'all, the, I, didn't the the I didn't even see Barack. I didn't even see Barack. I didn't even see Barack. Barack. I don't even know if he was there. You were there. Mm-hmm. It didn't even matter because yes. that mm-hmm. was Shell's. Michelle and her date. Michelle and her date. <laughs> and her escort. And her man. 
<laughs> because yes, yeah, she, she slayed yes. that. It oh, was from, and you know that from was hair. Who did the hair makeup? And the designer was from South Carolina. Hello, represent. Represent. So, but from from Michelle to Amanda, I just didn't know how to take myself. I was just full of joy. Out there. It was beautiful. Out there. It was beautiful. Michelle is mother. She is like mother. She is gold. She is everyone's response to Black excellence. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, it's she's too obvious to name. I mean, come on now. It's just it's just too obvious to name. It's just it's the standard, y'all. Y'all, let's do it. Let's dive in. Let's unpack Black Excellence. Welcome, Welcome to, to the B-Side. All right, listeners. Now, again, y'all know I love the history. So let's kick this off with a, a quick little history lessons about this word Black Excellence that we use so often, right? Because it's not new. Not sure if you know or not. But the Talented tent. Not sure if you guys have heard that, but it's the Talented 10th. It's a term that was designated as a leadership class of African descendants um, or African-Americans in the early 20th century. Now, this term was coined by some white Northern philanthropists, and then it was publicized by W.E.B. Du Bois. Do y'all say Du Bois or do y'all say Du Bois? Listen, with your bougie tail. With my bougie tail? Because I certainly want to say Du Bois. But I say Du Bois. I say Dubois, but I don't quite know what it is. It's from country. <laughs> what W E B Dubois Dubois? Either one. He brought some notoriety to this term, the talented ten, um, and even he published it back in 1903 in a book of essays and it appeared in what in the book called The Negro Problem and it's a collection of essays by some leading African Americans from that time but here's the kicker the opening line of the essay Dubois writes the Negro race like all races is going to be saved by its exceptional men I'm going to repeat that mm-hmm. the Negro race like all races is going to be saved by its exceptional men now, the thing about this essay in the town, the 10th premise is that while it recognized the brilliance, the abilities, even the leadership among us African-Americans, I believe it inherent it inherently divided us and created a us and them. But what y'all think? What, what, what do y'all hear when I say that quote, the Negro race, like all races, is going to be saved by its exceptional men or even the concept of the talented 10? I mean, I think it is, it, it does always come down to a divide, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think people, we, the selfish part of us always wants to feel exceptional. And either we create that along the lines of race, along the lines of gender, along the lines of socioeconomic status. Um, there's always some look at me and look at them, right? Uh, we see it and we talked about this. I think we talked about this with Bougie, didn't we? We did. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, and and yeah, I feel I feel some kind of way. One, because it's always exceptional men. Women have always mm-hmm. been left out, and we know black. So on the hierarchy of things, black women, we've always been the fight. Mm-hmm. And which brings it to your point, Karen, as far as seeing um, dark skinned black um, women. I'm not a member of that group, but I too feel I feel you too. When I see a dark skinned black woman up on stage, owning that stage, it's like it's it's like. When all ties rot, right? When the ties yes. rot, all boats lift. Mm-hmm. It's that. It's like I know what she had to go through to have her voice be heard. So the fact that it radiates with that much power behind it mm-hmm. is just like 
it makes you stop and pay attention. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree, Eb. It's like when you see a dark-skinned Black woman taking on, it's like, then you know you're going to be all right because they've gone through everything. They have they have cleaned up everything. They have brought everything together. They have truly tri- blazed the trail by which you, it will make your life easier if you see a dark-skinned Black woman. How sad is that? It is. Very sad. The pressure of it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the pressure of that... Yeah concept the talented 10th it, it that legacy is still with us and there's such a danger because there's the oh look at them acting like that there's mm-hmm. this kind of us versus them versus why she got a bonnet on because you can't do that versus mm-hmm. she's doing the right thing and i just wish that inherently and much earlier on we had freedoms to be who we were without having to fit in this kind of prescribed box of what is okay and what is excellent to be accepted as even just okay yeah it it, it bothers me that notion because it's so in, ingrained and baked yeah. into black communities it was baked into the fraternity and sorority structure it was baked into the faith community it was baked into so many of our institutions that just some of us could be this cream of the crop instead of the all of us being the cream, which in essence we are. So I, I take issues with it, Dr. Yeah. E.B. Du Bois, Du Bois, whatever you want to call yourself. Yeah. I mean, that freedom that you talk about is something that I think about with even raising my kids. When I talk to um, like my white friends, they grow up with a sense of um, not just imagination, because we have that, but a sense of wonder. Mm -hmm. that they actually put legs on. And I feel like sometimes Black people, because we have been taught that we have to be in this box, follow these rules, these social rules, that we don't allow ourselves the same sense of wonder to just try new things, even if they may not, you know, work out or be successful. But we become a little risk averse, but it's a life or death issue. But it's life or death. It's It's life or death. And this whole notion of... Black excellence or black girl magic or, you know, the black, the, the black unicorn. Natural. Like yeah. It's all it's all these tropes where we be, you have to be this magical person in order for mm-hmm. your accomplishments to mean something. And again, that stifles us so much from taking risks from y'all know one of my favorite phrases is failing forward. Like you're yes. not going to get better unless you allow yourself to fail and figure out what the hell it is that you're doing. You know, my dream is one day. You know, I would love for, for, for Max to just to be able to be mediocre and still yes. be successful. Yes. This whole notion of like, a, there ain't no such thing as like a mediocre black man rising to the top. Like, no, he, he doesn't have the luxury Mm-mm. of being mediocre. And like, Mm-mm. that's that's infuriating to me. Yeah. What about you, Ed? Well, it's funny because I literally just did a, um, a whole. <laughs> so I was asked to do an interview and they um, asked me, what is it like to be a, a resilient and a strong black woman. Mm. And and I started talking and before I knew it, um, I had gone down this whole other side stream of where I was like, I pray to God, I I never have to raise a strong black girl. That I do not want that. Mm-hmm. And um, and by the end of it, I almost wanted to apologize. I was like, ooh, I feel like I took the wind out of that. But um, but I was like, the reason why I say that is that we put all this weight on children, on black kids to have to weather this storm of life and and prove yourself resilient and make it over all these hurdles. Mm -hmm. Whereas the little white kids, 
get to be like you said, Kim, yes. just a kid with an imagination. They can, they can have that type of freedom to cry, be, <laughs> make something that's average. Yes. It's a cost to us. Mm-hmm. It, and be congratulated for the averageness. And be congratulated yeah. for the average. But there is a cost to us when we when we take that away from our children. Like, did we ever have a childhood? What does that look like? You know, or does our childhood end at five years old when you start going to school? And now we got. I mean, real talk. I feel like it talk. does. I can remember yeah. my mom. You know, I can't say it happened when I was six or seven, but for sure, by the time I hit third grade, I can remember being told you got to work twice as hard because you're a girl and twice as hard because you're black. And I mean, that was like drilled into me over and over. And I know that that is the message that our parents received. And so that's the message that they passed on to us. And that message is so damaging because think about how exhausted we are as a people to constantly be working four times as hard. It just, it just don't make no sense. Constantly in hero mode. Yeah. And and by the time you reach our positions, like Mm -hmm. literally I tell you, I don't, I don't want anything above this. Like I'm not trying to go full professor. I'm not trying, I don't, I have been on this treadmill since Mm -hmm. I was trying to prove myself worthy of those advanced classes when I was Mm -hmm. in the second grade. Yeah. Yes. At this point, I just want to, don't ask me to be on another committee. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm no. tired. Tired. I yeah. am tired. And how I am tired. Because hey. like I said, we're going back to Dr. Corbett, she's 34. And look at what she's accomplished because she has been full press. I mean, you look at other 34, not to say nothing about no other race and cultures of people, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I, we we do oh, have leave to, it at I, that. Okay. So another thing, another issue I have with this quote, or another not maybe not even an issue, but a thought I had. So the the talented tip came from some white northern mm-hmm. philanthropists. So was this again an opportunity to divide to conquer? For sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We know absolutely. We know colorism. We know all the you know, isms. Was, all the isms. Colorism was used to divide and conquer. Classism. And it still still happens today. Sexism. All of it. Yeah. All All of it. Yeah. All of it. All the isms. Keep all your isms. All the isms. All the isms. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, we've done a deep dive into some of the issues that we have with Black excellence. I want to end on a celebratory note. I want to spin it back around, y'all. So we shared at the top of the show who you were celebrating. But I, I want to hear kind of one other person that you're really excited about in the moment, be that in terms of arts or pop culture, sports, politics, whatever. What's another example of Black excellence that you would want to celebrate today, that you would want to put onto our listeners' radars? Uh, Kim, let's kick it off with you. Oh, you would call on me first, because I was thinking. She was so doing what, this, y'all. I was, I was. Um, the one person that comes to mind that I often don't pay a whole lot of attention to, but I'm, I'm admiring her hustle, is Rihanna. Listen, Rihanna is so that duck treading water. Rihanna is the duck mm-hmm. treading water. I feel she came on the scene as a music artist and she has learned how to mm-hmm. really take a hold of her platform and transform and grow and mature into a woman mm-hmm. boss in yeah. anything yes. that she wants to do. And what I think I love most about her is that she's 
she just dives in. She just does it. You know what I mean? It's not an over unapologetic too. It's unapologetic. It's what I like. I'm gonna try it if it works. If it doesn't, oh well. And she's so inclusive in her messaging, yeah. and I think that just mm-hmm. speaks to her her generation. Like this is how they see the world, and mm-hmm. I love that she is putting her money in the right places and to really like amplify that. She's like, yeah, my talent is singing. Y'all know it. Um, no, I'm not going to release an album because I don't feel like it. Because so, that's not wait. all I am. That's not wait all for I am. It. <laughs> so if I don't feel like putting one out, y'all can go buy this makeup and this yep. and, and these panties. Panties. And the perfume. Listen, and when I drop that album, no, it's going to be fire. Yes. But I just don't feel like doing it right now. And not in, it's not in my energy space. Mm-hmm. Yes. I yes. love it. And I've admired that about her, really. Yeah. I feel like she's really been on her grown woman shit. And I can appreciate that. Yeah. That's a good one, Kim. What about yeah. you, Ev? You know, I'm, um, I'm going to name some people that only people who know them are going to be people on this little call right here. Because I got to talk about my sisters, y'all. I mean, honestly, when I'm thinking about people, just right now, I'm just really proud of my sisters. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things, a lot of times people, um, I get a little bit of a, a little spotlight. But my I am my sister's biggest fan because they have crushed life. So my oldest sister this year, um, who was a teenage mother, y'all. Hello. Like, Okay, like statistics would have said all kind of things about it, but let me tell you. Mm-hmm. What but let me tell you what God said. Let me tell you what Jesus said. Okay, <laughs> because no, but my sister, she with my nephew, she was pregnant senior year of high school, graduated in four years from from Wofford College, working two jobs, mm-hmm. graduated on the dean's list, um, and with that is now <laughs> she ended up getting two different jobs this year alone because she was she she was at this one job for 16 years in our school district i won't name which school district but anyway but they were not recognizing her and everything she was carrying Mm. and she finally got the courage to say i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and apply for another job y'all she not only got that job but they gave her a position over that job okay hello and she was like doing it Listen, crushing it. So she became the assistant superintendent of a of another whole school county. Again, I won't mention that that school county because she then got offered another school county. Said, "Hey, we know you just went there, but we want to offer you this." So y'all, in the span of six months, she jumped up three positions above her already work it work Work it it. i Mm -hmm. mean like Mm -hmm. crushing the game um so so yeah super super proud of brandy and then my little sister juki our kindred as miss kindred but she's a prep this is her first year of being a principal Mm -hmm. of an elementary school and i mean i'm like you are 30 what 34 years old 35 Mm -hmm. this year like how does that even how are y'all both I don't know. I just, I'm just amazed at their abilities. And it's one of those things that those types of work, that crushing it, just like Kim, when you got your doctors and didn't want to make any mention of it. I feel like that's what these, what young black girls and white girls and, and white boys. All girls. Mm -hmm. I feel like all all people need to be able to hear your stories and say like, like that's crushing it. I mean, we're talking from generations of families that didn't, have an opportunity to go to college, not because they weren't smart. It just opportunities were different. And yet in this generation, we, they gave us a ladder and we literally have been sprinting up this ladder and that should be celebrated. So 
Good well, point, I love friend. It. I, I love, love it. Ebony. I love, I love it. it. You know, the, the Black excellence I want to celebrate, it's it's a light one, y'all. It's, it's this young woman. Her name is DJ Cuppy. She is this Nigerian DJ who hosts this show called Africa Now Radio on Apple Music. And what I love about her is her personality and her positivity. Both of those two things are infectious. But like she uses this platform, she uses her show to put on all of these artists from across the continent. And so every week you're exposed to music from South Africa, Tanzania, Ghana, from just all I over. And like the, the just the diversity of the music that you're hearing is incredible. Y'all is so much more than just Afro beats. It is just, it is vast. Like it just reminds you of- could you see it's, my country black self gonna say, is it just Afrobeats? It's not just Afrobeats. <laughs> I mean, y'all, it's house, it's techno, it's like reggae vibes. What? It's just there is so much beautiful music that she's using her platform to celebrate. And so I love cool. when other people are uplifting others kind of yeah. through their platform. And she is constantly, she's steady bringing people up and putting them on. And so I really admire that. If you are looking for somebody who's really popping right now, I suggest this other artist, uh, not a DJ, a singer called Thames Fire. Thames? The, the just Thames, the epitome of Black excellence. Y'all, T-E-M-S. She is like SZA meets Jasmine Sullivan with like a sprinkle of Lauryn Hill. Like it is fire. So Vaughn can put a little fire of that uh, maybe either DJ. Oh, oh yeah. We'll, we'll link it. We'll yeah. link it below. Good call, Eb. We'll link it. So, can she play it as an outgoing? Is it? I don't. I don't know if she can play it as an. Do we outgoing, have copyright? Because we don't have the rights. But I definitely think she can link it. And y'all, you're, you're, get your life because this is some really beautiful Black woman music. So that's who I'm going to celebrate. DJ Cuppy and Tams. <laughs> Can I talk about Kelly for a minute? So this is the same woman who Googles Black excellence, but it's also the woman who we putting us on a new shit. So that's why I stay confused. That's why I stay confused. I don't know what we walked into, but now I got to go download DJ Cuppy and Tim's because they both sound like what my life needs. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're going to be rocking out. You're going to be jamming. Yeah. My friend just told me that she was going to Urban Dictionary for Black excellence. Okay. Okay. I wanted to see how others define it because I know how. I define it, but I want to know what what do they think? But then you what say Tim, like Tim was spelled like like what we traditionally phonetically, and it's not okay. So Tim's <laughs> Tim's Tim's right. Okay, so I will not be on the group chat saying it's a T A M. Right. What did I say? So T E M S T E M S. All right. She's fire. She's fire. Is it weird to y'all? I don't know what um. SZA? SZA. Girl, did you just say SZA? <laughs> okay, you get on the train. Y'all clowning me for you get on the You get mm-hmm. on the tra- mm-hmm. Did you just say SZA as if it's an acronym? Mm-mm. Oh, that is. Oh, she's she's fired. SZA too, is amazing. Yeah, she's incredible. She yeah. was on Obama's best of list in yeah. 2019. Girl, Never if Obama is. got her on his list, I know you got to. Go and yeah. get that on the yeah, iTunes. Yeah, probably look at that. Life, though. Yeah. Go and put it on the iTunes. <laughs> True. Or his children. Probably he got it from his children. Right. <laughs> she's smooth. She, she's good. She's good. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've given you guys some good doses. It's time to be a little bothered. Hashtag be bothered. 
Now, the good news is that more and more these days, y'all, we see the acknowledgement and the celebration of Black excellence, not just on social media, but even in mainstream media. And while it is incredible that these stories are being celebrated, it also creates some false ideals or expectations about what our people should be Mm -hmm. doing or accomplishing. All right. So, ladies, I want us to share with our listeners, our, our, our watchers, our viewers, the best way in which they can best realize their own personal excellence and feel pride in their accomplishments. So I'll kick us off. I'm going to tell our listeners or our viewers to do your best and be your best self consistently. That's all I ask. And so I say the word best intentionally because it's subjective and it leaves space for you to determine what that means and how you decide to show up in the world. So if you decide that you want to work at uh, Walmart and be a greeter, you better go into Walmart and be the best goddamn Mm -hmm. greeter you can every day. If you want to be a professor, you better show up and be the best professor you can be every day. But best means what you can handle. Don't ever sacrifice your self, your mental health, your Mm -hmm. emotional health for a job because these jobs are just going to rehire. Oh yeah, nobody's irreplaceable. After that memorial. They sure aren't. They, Don't they aren't. So show right. up as your best self and just be consistent in that. Who's next? I love it, Kim. I'll go next. Mine's kind of a build on on yours, Kim. It's two things for me. First, and I'm going to piggyback kind of on what you said, this notion of excellence, of course, is subjective. But just a reminder to our listeners, too, that excellence looks different at different stages in your life. So don't feel like excellence always means that you have to be grinding because that's not necessarily the case. Like excellence might mean that you're grinding in your 30s and 40s or grinding Mm. in your 20s and 30s. But excellence might mean that you you want to cool out and practice increased self-care in your 40s and 50s. So just think about the different ways in which you can show up and be excellent for yourself, which is not necessarily this notion of the grinding culture that I feel like has been beat into us so much. It's just not sustainable or healthy. So that's one. And then the other piece is just around, and we mentioned this at the top, Clearly excellence and success and to Kim's point, doing your best comes from hard work, but figuring out what you're excellent at also requires risk and failure. So don't be scared to try new shit. Like you might be terrible at it. I can't ice skate to save my life, but I've tried it. You know, like just try new stuff and know whether or not it works out for you. And then who knows if you haven't found that sweet spot for where your excellence lies, you might just stumble into it. Yeah. Kelly, can I add something before Ab start? Do you know how many black women come up to me? Like when I show a picture of good stock or like we're out of the training and doing something, I get at least one to two women afterwards saying, I I see your picture. I want to do that. I've had an idea. Me and my girlfriend said that. Just do it, y'all. Yep. We started Good Stock from a happy hour at my house, like legit. Like, yep. It was probably like a switch and bait, like a bait and switch. Like, let me lure them over with the wine, and then I'm gonna drop some stuff on them when they get here. She plied us with brunch foods. I did. And mimosas. I did. And I bought it all from Costco, but it was all I needed was a cracked door. So I say that to say, just do it. If I had allowed myself to just do and think about what I thought they would think if I did it and did Please stop. Analysis paralysis. And and letting perfection be the enemy of just trying and and being good enough. Hello. Yeah. And and I think that's what it is. Just knowing if you are good enough. 
I think um, what stops a lot of people from excellence is the fear that their failure defines them. But mm-hmm. honestly, if I can tell people how many times I don't fail on my face, just in oh. life um, in general, because uh, I think that's another thing too. People look at you and they assume like, oh, you know, look You're at amazing. these three. Perfect. They, they did this. And it's like, no, I mean, it comes with, you got to fail as many times as you succeed sometimes yeah. before you find yep. your your flow of what actually does work and what doesn't. And what works for somebody may not work for you at all. Yep. And vice versa. And it, and it is one of those things. So trust that that inner space of mm-hmm. sometimes we get hesitant to say certain things or mm-hmm. to do certain things. Um, but if it's put in there and it's one of your passions, walk in and talk with it. Um, there'll mm-hmm. be a space that's developed for you or cultivated for you. And don't don't limit your um, I guess don't limit your possibilities your being to fit inside of a room that you weren't destined to be in anyway huh. um so mm-hmm. yeah so find the spot that actually sees your treasure and cultivates that treasure you know um yeah nourish yourself take as much energy as you, as you put into everybody else with black people we huh. love to build other people up huh and yes, then we do yes and we do we'll sit there and tear our own selves down huh. night before we go to bed um yeah. so Talk back to that voice that's telling you you can't do it. Tell mm-hmm. me shut up. Shut the hell up. That's what you can tell me. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Get out my way. Get out my way. Step Not aside. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. <laughs> well, thanks well, can for I add, Go ahead. Go I'm going to add one more. Surround yeah. yourself with people who think like you. Because you need that encouragement. You need that choir. Because sometimes you can't convince yourself. Ooh, surround yourself. Mm. Surround yourself around it. the people. And surround yourself with people who don't think like you. Because like Kelly Kim got to check me all the time because <laughs> <laughs> like this week, I you know, truth transcends. Okay, truth oh, transcends. Oh, I might be what some people may refer to as a fire song. And sometimes No, really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes <laughs> when that um and sometimes that um that passion gets overworked, okay? Yeah. And um, and in the heat of the moment, things may transpire that you should not do in a certain order. And so you need to surround yourself with people that can check you and be like, no, okay, I heard what you said. Fire department, fire department. I heard what you said, but <laughs> no. And, and I'm going to say it again to you, even after you try to explain why you said it, that it was still wrong. <laughs> and... That's it is what it is. And and you know what? And initially you may not want to hear it, but you know what? They write. They write. So they surround write. yourself with people who love you enough to tell yes. you the truth about yourself. Absolutely. That's, that that's, a good that's, one. that's a good one. That's, that's a good deep. one. That's critical. That's critical. Um, I love it. I've loved this conversation, ladies. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. As always, be sure to follow us on our social media accounts, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Insta, Facebook. Tell us what you thought about today's episode in the comment section below. And please do let us know if there's another B word that you would want us to unpack in a future episode. Uh, that's all I think we have for today. So B pack. Until the next time, stay positive, fail forward. Be great. Continue (laughs) being excellent. Be as excellent as whatever that means to you. And let's keep unpacking, y'all. 
you for unpacking another B Word with Kelly, Kim, and Ebony. Follow the B Word on Instagram at the B Word Unpacked and follow Goodstock Consulting on Facebook and YouTube. Learn more about Goodstock at www.goodstockconsulting.com.